It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3238. We're going to resume our series of looks at Star Wars Vision Season 2 today, considering Episode 3 in the stars, which is a sweet and also frustrating tale in its way. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, we'll do this in our typical 7 takeaway breakdown situation. We'll start with something we've been considering in previous Visions episodes, which is when, if this were something that were based in the Star Wars timeline, could it be taking place? Because the Empire figures prominently as the villain in the story, we would have to call it as early as 19 BBY, but it could be as late as 10 ABY, at least considering what we've learned about the activities of Imperial Remnants. 10 ABY, of course, would put it at around the time of Season 3 of The Mandalorian, because we see a fully operational Imperial Remnant on Mandalore being left to its own devices, right? The New Republic hasn't had anything to do with them. And for a second takeaway, there is a parallel also between Mandalore and this particular planet, which is not given a name in the story, because the Empire has utterly wiped out the civilization, and they are now using it for mining purposes, or they were doing that before anyway. And in that way, you could also draw a parallel between Canari, the planet where Cassie Nandor was from, as we saw in the first three episodes of season one of the series. For a third takeaway, I'll highlight another fact that happens to parallel the Andor series, which is the fact that there are survivors after the Empire wiped everyone out. In the case of Canari, there are a whole bunch of kids that survived. In the case of this story, there's just two sisters that have survived. And these sisters may in fact be Force-sensitive, because we find out that their mother was Force-sensitive and had told them that they ought to have this particular power as well. We see the younger sister trying to use the Force as a TIE fighter approaches, but is unable to do so. However, it does seem as though the older sister has managed to master some of that power. For a fourth takeaway, the plot, in brief, is that these two sisters need to infiltrate the Imperial factory to be able to have access to clean water. The older sister has been doing it by herself. The younger sister wants to come along and has been told to stay behind every single time, but this time the younger sister has had it and has been trying to follow in her mother's footsteps and ultimately wants to take the Empire down and takes the factory down. And this leads to, at least for me <laughs> viewing this one, a couple of frustrating moments. First of all, it probably says more about me, the fact that I particularly found the younger sister's behavior very frustrating, putting herself at risk and then by extension putting her sister at risk. Another thing that I found somewhat frustrating about the story was how the younger sister wanted to destroy the factory, but considering how the Empire tends to operate 
on various planets. There's no question about whether anybody was going to get hurt in the destruction of the factory or any attempt thereof. Knowing how the Empire generally operates, they ought to have taken a lot of the native population and made them, forced them to work in this factory. And we don't see any evidence of that, and there seems to be no concern on the part of the younger sister about whether this could be the case. But that's just sort of my nitpicky stuff. For a fifth takeaway, I'll talk about the fact that the animation is a fun blend of 3D and 2D animation. The story itself is mostly told in 3D animation, whereas there are some almost you know mythological stories that are told about how the people who have passed on go up to become stars in their firmament. That's very beautifully done in a sort of magical cave painting-esque kind of 2D animation. And there's a nifty little thing about how the paint that is being made from water and the dust that comes off of these magic mushrooms is something that will fade if it is not exposed to starlight on a regular basis. For a sixth takeaway, you can kind of see this coming basically, but there's a rule of three things that happens with the young girl, the younger sister trying to use the force, and it is also excellently staged for that final situation, which also then creates a situation where the same peril that the mother faced is now faced by her two daughters. And for a seventh and final takeaway, a couple of fun facts. First of all, personally for me, it's always fun to see snowtroopers, and it was a surprise to see snowtroopers in this situation. There didn't seem to be anything necessarily indicating it as a cold environment, but it was definitely fun to see snowtroopers around, so that was very cool. And then the other thing I wanted to share is that it also continues a theme this episode does, which showed up in Sith that we already talked about previously, with art as a means of therapy being used by Force users to deal with situations that they have encountered, to deal with trauma that they've experienced. It'll be interesting to see if that theme appears in any more episodes of Season 2, but for us here for today, that is going to do it for our look at one of the episodes of Star Wars Visions in the Stars, which is the third episode of this second season, and that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.